Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Meg Brock, who you know as a super mom, super involved, always on top of what's going on in the burbs. I'm going to get right to Meg. Good morning. Good morning, Dawn. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's been a while. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. <laughs> so take me through, you had written a piece, uh, your latest piece in the Daily Caller, and people can find you there at Daily Caller. And this was an exclusive as you talk about a, a tra- prominent trans surgeon admitting in unearthed video the complications of genital surgery can be pretty bad. So why are you writing about this? And and take us through take us through why you're writing about it, what you found. We have some of the audio just to play a snippet. But take me through it, Meg. Yeah, so this was um, a video that had, I received through a FOIA request, and it's a, it's from, um, there's an organization called WPATH, which is a very prominent transgender uh, healthcare organization, and they are very influential in writing different standards of care that are then utilized by insurance companies, by hospitals, um, to, to get insurance coverage and move forward with these procedures. So this video that I wrote about was specifically about vaginoplasty, which is a procedure for um, men who want to look like women. Uh, and it, remo- it involves removing their genitals and basically creating a fake vagina um, that, that they use different parts of the skin of the body. In the article, I talked about how sometimes they might use um, a piece of the colon. So there are some, some definite risks in this procedure. Uh, one of the ones that was talked about in the videos was the risk of perforating the rectum, which is you know, anyone involved in healthcare understands what a life-threatening emergency that can be. So the, the article is just to kind of state the facts and, um, you know, give people an opportunity to understand what what these procedures are and what's happening. Yeah, and we have a little bit of the audio that we can play. Let's listen in. The government has taken actions that are targeting the LGBTQ plus community broadly. And then at least half of these bills are specifically targeting transgender people, particularly transgender youth. Now, the way that these bills are being played out is one is attempts to ban gender affirming care. That's an action that's taken in, in Florida. In Alabama, they tr- they're trying to criminalize by making it a felony to provide gender-affirming care to transgender youth. And the bill is called the Alabama Child Compassion and Protection Act. So, Meg, what they're doing is they're trying to turn legislation that would aim to protect 
These are children under the age of 18 from some of the highly invasive and, and even pretty risky procedures that you just laid out for us. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of bills right now um, across the U.S. or states that are trying to stop children from having access to sex reassignment surgery. Now, um, a lot of these, a lot of these bills are not just about surgery; they're about sex reassignment hormones. So that would include puberty blockers, um, you know, taking estrogen or testosterone. And um, there are a lot of places that I think are institutions that would argue that um, the genital surgeries, in particular, aren't happening to the 18 and under or under 18 population. I know there's absolutely evidence that um, mastectomies are happening. Young girls, uh, a friend of mine just published an article talking about girls as young as 12 getting double mastectomies. Um, and there is also some evidence that some patients have received the genital surgeries under 18. But I think one of the things people should understand is that there's evidence that the younger a child is socially transitioned, the more likely they are to be medicalized. So there's a, a very definite pathway um, that starts with social transition, which would be, you know, using a different pronoun or a different name or treating your daughter like a boy. That then leads to, you know, puberty blockers, which leads to cross-sex hormones, which very often can lead to surgery, whether or not that happens when someone's 17 or 18. Um, you know, I mean, technically you're, you're an adult at 18, but I think most mm-hmm. of us would would say we yeah. still had a lot of learning and growing and <laughs> understanding to do at, at age 18. So, Yeah, and part of this is that I, I think on the outset, for somebody who who's not paying much attention to this may say, oh, you know, this is such a, this is such a rare thing, and maybe the parents, yeah. they go to a, a hospital, a fully accredited hospital or pediatrician, and, and they get the advice of the doctor, and boy, this is so rare, but what we're learning now is that it's not necessarily beginning with these rare cases where somebody goes to the doctor, maybe gets some mental health counseling. This is something that it just feels like there's something else going on here, which mm-hmm. for somebody who hasn't heard me interview you before, this is what prompted you know many people across the country, including concerned parents like you, you filed some freedom of, freedom of information requests and ultimately, you were the one who found that there were conversations between then health secretary and now admiral under the Biden administration. This is Dr. Rachel Levine, who used to be Dr. Richard Levine when, when that doctor, um, when that individual graduated from Harvard back in the day, transitioned and was asking Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, asking CHOP locally, well, how many of these Cases. I just want to update if somebody didn't hear in the past mm-hmm. your journey as somebody who simply was filing freedom of information requests, trying to look into this and figure out, hey, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This is this is not. Yeah, I mean, can you just take us back a little bit? Sure. Yeah, I think that this um, push in, with, with transgender ideology into institutions is something that happened while a lot of us weren't paying attention. Uh, I mean, there's been explosive growth in the 2010s to now. There was an article published in JAMA, um, I think it was last year, where they found a huge increase in gender-affirming surgeries or sex reassignment surgeries. So, I mean, yeah, when I started looking into this, it was motivated by, or when I learned about transgender ideology, because frankly, I really didn't know much about it Mm -hmm. two years ago. 
um, was because a friend of mine had found evidence in that in their school district, they found that through a FOIA that there was a gender clinic trying to, to train their teachers. Um, and so I just started looking into it. And that's where I did some of the public records requests about Rachel Levin and did find that email um, where they were looking for medical literature uh, to, to I assumedly about to help create guidelines. Um, I think that in that email had mentioned US PATH, which is a subsidiary of WPATH. And uh, the response is that we don't really have like a lot of medical literature, uh, but we are doing these procedures and, and listed, you know, the numbers of some of the patients that they've seen. And I think that's, that's a, a something that is concerning, I think, for parents and for anyone who is um, understanding how how medicine works, that you want to have evidence-based practice. So you want to have things studied um, before you implement them, not the opposite way around. And then I had reported that, in fact, I had found out out of the Pittsburgh area, there were all these kids in foster care and growing up in shelters, and they were, many of them were looking for state-subsidized payments. This is part of a pilot program to pay for their gender transitions. And so yeah. that is uh, that is swirling uh, in here in Pennsylvania and across the country. Who pays for this? Because these, mm-hmm. are, these are expensive. I mean, this is major surgery, which is expensive. And the question is, who pays for it? Now we're seeing apparently grant programs, federal programs, tax dollars, mm-hmm. paying for this all under the, under the guise of this is compassionate. What are you mm-hmm. finding in, when you research this, Megan? And, and you, you speak with such compassion. It's not in any, none of us are saying anything that's derogatory. On the contrary, mm-hmm. the concern here, mm-hmm. and I just want to be clear because I know it's, a, it's painted a, a certain way that, that's very unfortunate to me, Meg. I, I, I'm a compassionate woman. You are compassionate. We're moms. We're community members. And, and I mm-hmm. love my kids. I would do anything for my kids. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I want to protect my kids from something that would be highly invasive and frightening as a child rather than helping them cope mentally with whatever they're going through and then right. allowing them to make a decision once they are an adult. Right. I mean, and I think to your point, I mean, if you really think about what's the heart of transgender ideology, it's really telling a child that something is so deeply wrong with them that they need to mutilate and change their body to feel authentic and accepted. And I mean, that is, that's really sad. <laughs> I think it's actually compassionate to tell children, no, you're perfect the way you are. Maybe you're unique. Maybe you don't fit into your gender stereotypes. That's okay. Maybe you have some other struggles. How can we help support you through these other struggles rather than put you on a path that leads to losing your reproductive function, possibly losing your sexual function, and having to be a medical patient for the rest of your life? I mean, if you're taking cross-sex hormones, you you have to take those for the rest of your life, right? Um, so I think it's it's actually compassionate to to really help children if they're struggling, um, understand their identity and really come to terms with who they are. I mean, I think about myself. I mean, when I was 10, I was obsessed with baseball. <laughs> I was a little girl who was obsessed with baseball. I had a massive baseball card collection. I knew everything there was to know about the 1993 Phillies. You know, my family, we went down to the airport to watch them when they came in from playing the Braves. Like, I, I loved baseball. Now, none of that changed my sex, right? right? I mean, I think about today, you know, I was a bit of a tomboy. You know, someone would have said, oh, you know, maybe you like baseball because you're not really a girl. And you think about how 
crazy that is because ultimately, you know, sex is defined as what gamete do you have? Are you able to, is your body wired to produce sperm or to produce eggs? Like nothing can change that. No amount of surgeries or hormones changes that. You know, the whole idea of gender is just really, it's really a personality. It's not even like a real thing per se. It's it's we group quote unquote gender according to stereotypes per your sex, right? Mm-hmm. To your male or female sex. But, you know, there are all kinds of people break those stereotypes and that doesn't mean that something's wrong with them. It just means they're unique. Yeah. And and there are so many studies, if we want to look at the facts and the studies, the medical studies, I will point out that a lot of kids, once they go through puberty, they actually it turns out they actually are are gay. They might be gay, or mm-hmm. they may not be. But puberty is, is something many doctors even say is kind of the cure for some of this. Let mm-hmm. them go through pu- puberty, and then if as an adult they want to go through whatever they want to go, fine. But let the puberty happen. This blocks that from happening, and, and mm-hmm. so I just I thank yeah, you. And yeah, and no, I just just one other thing to add to your point is that you know I written a piece about puberty blockers a couple of weeks ago and just talking about how, you know, puberty is talked about like it's an on-off switch, but yeah. really like, puberty is a time of maturation for your entire body, um, for your bones, for your brain. And there are a lot of negative effects that are happening that we, A, don't really know what the long-term effects are, and B, things that are really are very irreversible, like, like for example, not storing calcium. Um, you know, there's been cases where children who've had their puberty blocked have gone on to have very early osteoporosis because puberty is a time when your body needs to be storing calcium and you're not storing that needed calcium when you're on puberty blockers. So there's a lot of, lot of things to consider. I want to talk a little bit, touch on, if we can, what's going on in, in Bucks County. We had the special election fairly recently, and we've talked a lot about it, the special election that was an important one. We now learn that Democrats, very organized fundraising, and in fact, there's there's one group that's spending some sixty million dollars this election cycle on state house races, like the ones here in Pennsylvania. So big bucks and uh, definitely a lot of scaffolding, if you will, mm-hmm. and infrastructure and focus and organization by Democrats. On the Republican side, not so much. But many people looking to what happened with regards to the sec- the special election that just happened in which Republicans uh, lost one to four, essentially. For every Republican vote, there were four votes for Democrats. Mail-in, mail-in ballots obviously were a huge issue. The snowstorm was a huge issue. What do you see going on in your community? Is this just a, a rejection of conservative or Republican values, or what do you see here with regard to voter registration? Um, I mean, there was an article that was published in the Daily Caller recently about a PAC that had sponsored uh, commercials for different school board candidates in Bucks County and how they hadn't filed their FEC filings in 2023. So nobody even knew how much money uh, was being spent, yeah. which is, is is really something because to your point, I mean, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money being spent. Um, from Democrat causes, specifically targeting mail-in ballots. And um, I don't really know that that the Republican Party has had a response that's similar. I think that nationwide there is, I was just reading something this morning about um, just some of the money being spent throughout the country, specifically for LGBTQ causes. And so there's a lot of money being poured into these elections. Um, 
I don't really know. I don't really I think it's above my pay grade in terms mm-hmm. of how you would, how you counter that. Yeah. Well, and and speaking of which, and I I believe that it's great to have events where you say, "Hey, register to vote, encourage and call people to register to vote." There are all these different and this actually started back during the Obama years that we heard about different movements, for example, different salons during the Obama years when they would say, hey, let's have some fun and get together at a local salon, get your hair done, get your nails done, and register to vote. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mm-hmm. We're hearing about that emerging in places like Bucks County. And mm-hmm. so what are you hearing about that? And are Republicans countering with trying to go door to door and get out the vote, just getting people to register to vote? I mean, Todd Shepard from Broad and Liberty wrote a really great piece about this this week. I don't know if you had an opportunity to yeah. talk to him, but he kind of went through. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. You should definitely, definitely talk to him about it because he went through and just kind of um, highlighted the the web of funding and different groups yes. that are all connected um, and and seemingly on on one side. So I know personally I haven't really heard of, of anything similar mm-hmm. on the Republican side, um, but I but I would totally recommend reading this piece because it was really interesting. Yeah, and I talked about it the other day where he was absolutely writing about this and looking into it because on one side. It's great to have voter registration events to get everybody to come. We want everybody to vote, no matter what your political Mm -hmm. affiliation. The concern I personally have is that if salons are holding events and if they're giving anything out for free, that's actually a no-no. It's actually against Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania law. And Mm -hmm. so part of what I am, I am concerned about, and you alluded to it, Todd Shepard looks, looks into this as well. You know, is, is this activity being reported properly? Is it legal? 
and and we don't know, and they're they don't seem to be investigating this. Moving mm-hmm. forward, you know, as far as healing a community, it uh, you know, and I think about some of the school boards. There's a lot going on that I haven't yet fully reported. I've alluded to it this week, but is there healing or? Or are we divided more than ever on local school boards in the suburbs? I mean, I think that I, I was asked this question a couple months ago by someone. I think that when we just look at the, the what's going on nationally, we look at the issues we're facing. Um, I was speaking someone this, someone about this yesterday about how you know we're we're, at, we're debating on whether or not men can become women and women can become men, <laughs> which is like such a foundational yeah. piece of worldview. Um, I don't really know how you can come to a middle middle ground about that because there's so many implications. I mean, I think one of the reasons that transgender ideology is such a big deal is because it really, if there is, you know, a, a movement, I mean, coming, we talked to you, you mentioned Rachel Levin earlier, mm-hmm. coming down from the federal government to really force people to accept the idea that a man can become a woman and a woman be- can become a man. And um, I just don't know... <laughs> I just feel like if someone can force you to live by that, then I think that you can probably be forced to live by anything, right? Because, um, I mean, it's something that who would have thought 10, 15, 30 years ago that we would be having this debate that really filters down into local school boards, into local communities about whether or not, you know, what is a man, what is a woman, can a man be a woman, and what are the implications of that? Because the implications are very are very wide in terms of how families function, how society functions, how sports function, how schools function. So I think that whether what happens there is to be to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Final question, Meg Brock, thank you for joining me this morning. I just want to ask you as far as I've, I've reported a lot about all your different court cases as you had just tried to have transparency during the pandemic, during COVID, and then beyond filing freedom of information requests. I know that you've had a lot of court victories, but how is that going with, with those cases as far as moving yeah, through the courts? There's one case that um, this week we were working on, on kind of, I think, coming to a, a close um, the other case, there's another case pending in Commonwealth Court. So there was a case where I had, the judge had ruled that Bucks County had acted in bad faith by wrongfully, basically by wrongfully withholding records. And that one is still, it's still going. So this has been, <laughs> gosh, this has been like, I mean, I think I first requested, I first started asking for this information in the fall of 2021. And we're still going here. Unbelievable. Which is just super crazy in and of itself. Um so I yeah I mean I think that these things are still 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 moving along and uh, you know in terms of whether I mean there's certain records that I was given certain records that I wasn't given so whether or not there'll be any clear definitive answers into exactly what happened I don't I don't know but I mean what a what a journey I never knew I was embarking on <laughs> <laughs> I never Crazy would have time. thought when I filed these records requests so almost three years ago that I would still be in court in multiple levels of, of court but here we are right here we are and we're not going to forget and that's the important piece of this because the follow-up and reporting it in the headlines and demanding that the, that it is in the local headlines and not allowing it to be buried, that's important to me, Meg. And so thank you for your persistence on all of these great issues. Thank and you. And I have gotten a, I have gotten a lot of emails, and I just um, I guess I'm just kind of waiting to, to cover up these, these last cases, and hopefully at some point I can kind of just put it all together and have some just resolution to the story for all the people like, like yourself who have been so supportive, and I really appreciate um. that. Well, you're a great mom, a great uh, local parent and advocate, so thank you so much, Meg. 
Great. Thanks so much, Don. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.